Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program. I'm Steve Z. Let's get right to it. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition of the Truth Hurts Program with your host, Steve Z. My apologies to Mr. Jason and those who were angry because we did not get a second show into the can yesterday. Other more pressing items presented themselves and we did not get a chance to put a second edition of yesterday's program out for your viewing and listening consumption. My apologies again. So let's get right to it, shall we? This is your host, Steve Z's List of Bullshit. A bunch of facts to straighten out a bunch of lies. In many of the highly biased, left-leaning, progressive, socialist-focused reporting that you find on television, on radio, online, and in print, the writers of stories continue to pile on the manure in an attempt to convince average American citizens that Donald Trump and any of the deplorables who support Donald Trump are pure evil, killers of the American dream, all while hiding under their clan hoods, acting like cowardly white supremacists, bigots, racists, homophobes, and all of them are violent extremists hell-bent on destroying the democracy. I'm going to read you an article out in the lying world of ABC News, home of George Stepton Pupilus. This article is entitled, Congress Prepares for Strange and Extraordinary Presidential Address. The title of this article is actually accurate, my friends, for once. Tonight's expected gropey Joe address before a joint session of Congress will indeed be strange. Why, you ask? Well, first, it will be a typical Joe Biden shit show like all the others, complete with stuttering, stammering, mumbling, fumbling, getting lost reading a teleprompter. And the words on that teleprompter will not have been written by Biden, not edited by Biden, hell, probably not even reviewed for accuracy by Gropey Joe. The words will, of course, be orchestrated to paint a picture that any accomplishments of the Biden administration have been surrounded and clouded by the disaster of Donald Trump. The entire speech will be an Obama-esque blame game for the evils and the ills of America. He will likely spend a lot of time apologizing and pandering to the AA 13% Blafrican American minority, to the 5% oppressed Asians, and, of course, to the 16% legal Latino population, there'll be apologies and other conciliatory gestures towards the gays, the lesbians, the trannies, the aberrant lifestyle crowd, and, of course, to the families of dead criminal thugs who were killed by cops who were just doing their jobs. This, my friends, you can count on. Now, aside from that, tonight's speech will likely be a hate-filled condemnation of all things Trump, including you, including anyone who dares to think that Donald Trump did anything right, anything good, anything well during his embattled four-year tenure in the White House. Aside from that, and all the grandstanding by a sneering Nazi Pelosi and a cackling Camel Toe Harris, you will see a feeble, shaking, stuttering commander-in-cheat deliver a poorly read, rambling address to Congress. Yes, the venue is the same as always, the once hallowed and revered halls of Congress, the Capitol. However, this night's shit show will be played to a much smaller audience. 
I'm going to read to you some of the excerpts from the ABC News Glory and Praise Fest for Biden, Harris, and Pelosi, as well as the dire warnings about how crappy Trump supporters have ruined the pomp and circumstance that is the joint congressional address by your president. <laughs> the article says, in a normal year, Representative Adriano Aspelin Democrat from New York would be camping out in the House chamber for a coveted seat for President Joe Biden's first address to Congress. But because of the coronavirus pandemic, he's lucky to be in the room at all. He joked, I would love to give him an elbow, but not in a bad way. Biden's address to the joint session of Congress, usually a celebratory gathering of official Washington, has been reshaped by COVID-19 and, wait for it, here it comes, lingering concerns about security after the January 6th Capitol riot. The House chamber usually fills with more than 1,600 people, but tonight will only hold a 200-person spaced-out attendance in order to allow for social distancing. Everyone in attendance will be required to wear a mask, but Joe Biden will take his off to address lawmakers as will nasty Nancy Pelosi and Camel Toe Harris during their brief commentaries. While First Lady Jill Biden and Second Gentleman Doug Emhoff, the crook, will be in attendance, they will not be joined by any White House guests who usually feature prominently in a presidential speech. Chief Justice John Roberts will be there to represent the entire Supreme Court. Joint Chiefs of Staff's Chairman General Mark Milley will attend in place of Biden's full team of military advisors who are usually on hand for a presidential address of this magnitude. And there won't be a designated survivor this year. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said Tuesday because Biden's cabinet secretaries will not be there either. They will all be watching from home or their offices or likely some pub where they can make a drinking game out of it. Tonight, members of Congress who enjoy floor privileges for life will not be allowed in the House without a ticket. Tickets were distributed by top congressional leaders, of course. In the House, Nazi Pelosi offered seats to her leadership team, senior lawmakers, and committee chairs. Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, a Democrat from Texas, is a senior lawmaker who usually stakes out a seat right on the aisle. She told ABC News that she just feels pleased to sit where everyone will be the most safe. Republicans of the House and the Senate distributed their tickets on a more ad hoc basis. Some senior members gave up their seats to freshmen who have never gotten to hear a presidential address to Congress in person. Marco Rubio, the Republican of Florida, said, If it was a normal State of the Union, I would definitely go. But if I'm going to sit in the last row at the top of the balcony, why don't I just watch it on TV? Senate Democrats decided who will attend the speech at random by drawing lots. What did they say about drawing lots in the Bible? Ah, it will also be the first time that many House lawmakers will return to the chamber gallery where some of them sheltered in place in January. Here it comes, you ready for it? When pro-Trump rioters swarmed the Capitol. I'll rewrite that sentence for you. It will also be the first time that many House lawmakers will return to the chamber gallery where some, very few of them, sheltered in place in January, where a group of Antifa, BLM, and some pro-Trump demonstrators entered the Capitol building with and without permission. Representative Ann Custer is a Democrat from New Hampshire. 
She told ABC News, I'm sure I will have some strong emotions because that was such a dramatic moment for all of us. <laughs> Most of us thought we were going to die that day in the chamber. <laughs> oh, cut the drama, Ann Custer. You're full of crap and you know it. Not one single member of Congress was spoken to by the so-called rioters on January 6th. Those demonstrators did not make it to the point where lawmakers were. There was certainly not one member assaulted, either verbally or physically, because the vast majority of you were not even in the building during the demonstrations. Fear for your life, my ass. And this same group of clowns is refusing to call the shooting at the congressional baseball game a few years ago, which injured many congresspeople, senators, what have you, and almost took the life of House Majority Whip Steve Scalise, they're saying, Oh, that was not a riot. That was not a terrorism act. It was just a guy out there doing some shooting. And, and no black people were shot by white cops, so it's no big deal, right? Of course, many questions will surround tonight's planned shit show. I think the question on my mind is, will gropey Joe Biden dare to shake hands with anyone? After all, by now, with every single American adult eligible for the China virus vaccine, all of the so-called important people in D.C. in that room should have been vaccinated by now, right? And if they were not, why not? And if the vaccine is the magic potion they claim it is, why would anyone need to wear a mask? Is it just all for show? To support the need for everyone to still remain under their thumb? If masks worked like these clowns claim they do, why did we need a vaccine? I thought it was 14 days to flatten the curve. That was 15 months ago. Those questions aside, it will certainly be an opportunity for a drinking game. If you hear Gropey Joe say, come on, man, you take a shot. If you hear Gropey Joe blame Trump for anything, you take a shot. When he totally screws up reading numbers from the teleprompter, you take a shot. Hell, you'll probably be wasted in the first five minutes. Steve Zee and the Truth Hurts Program. Do you remember Joe Rogan, former MMA fighter, former television host, now running a podcast like I do? Yes, he has a larger audience, but it's likely due to his name recognition, right? Top White House officials have rebuked the comedian and podcast host Joe Rogan. They did so today after he advised younger listeners to his podcast against getting the coronavirus vaccine. Joe Rogan made those remarks on last Friday's episode of his show, The Joe Rogan Experience, available on Spotify, which is the audio streaming service's most popular podcast. Joe Rogan said, If you're like 21 years old and you say to me, should I get vaccinated? I'll go, no. If you're a healthy person and you're exercising all the time and you're young and you're eating well, I don't think you need to worry about this. Rogan's comments to his legions of fans, which have since spread widely on social media, come at a particularly inconvenient moment for the gropey Joe Biden administration and for White House officials who are working hard to persuade the vaccine hesitant in America. Mainly conservative men and younger Americans who have yet to get their shots as the U.S. vaccine supply begins to far outpace demand. Oopsie, we made too much. And now we can't get people to take the vaccine. What do we do now? 
Rogan's comments garnered the ire of Kate Bedingfield, the White House communications director. She told CNN in response to a question about the podcast host's remarks, quote, I guess my first question would be, did Joe Rogan become a medical doctor when we weren't looking? I'm not sure that taking scientific and medical advice from Joe Rogan is perhaps the most productive way for people to get their information. Oh, good for you. In his usual flip-flopping manner, blaming everyone but his own blunders for the handling of the virus under Donald Trump and now screwing it up even more under Joe Biden, Dr. Anthony Fauci, Fucci Fucci, the nation's top infectious disease expert and President Gropey Joe Biden's chief medical advisor, not the Surgeon General, but Dr. Anthony Fucci. He also described Rogan's recommendation as, quote, self-serving and counter to the overarching goal of stopping the spread of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus, unquote. He said, even if you don't have any symptoms, you are propagating the outbreak because it is likely that you, even if you have no symptoms, that you may inadvertently and innocently then affect someone else who might infect someone else who could really have a problem with a severe outcome. So if you want to only worry about yourself and not society, then that's okay. Come on, Fauci. You've been singing the same tune for a long time with no results. Biden announced last week that his administration had achieved its target of 200 million coronavirus vaccinations during his first 100 days in office. And with the U.S. entering a new phase of its vaccine campaign as shots become available across the United States to adults 16 and older, Gropey Joe wants to see a needle in every arm. Not once, but twice. On Tuesday, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention rolled out new guidance on the use of face masks, the magic masks, announcing that vaccinated people will no longer need to wear masks indoors or outdoors when in small groups with other fully vaccinated friends and family, and in some circumstances can go without masks even with some unvaccinated people. Again, I ask you, my friends, why the hell are you still bothering to listen to anything that Anthony Fucci has to say? And why are you relying on the CDC? They flip-flop more than a trout on a hot deck. First they say, don't wear a mask. Nobody needs to wear a mask. Then they say, wear a mask. Everybody needs to wear a mask. Then don't wear a mask. Then wear two masks. Don't get the vaccine till the old people get it first. Then the cashiers. Then this minority. Then that minority. Then, then you can get it. Don't worry about the side effects. They're not that bad, but they're bad enough to stop the Johnson and Johnson. But then we're going to give the Johnson and Johnson out again now anyway. Once you get vaccinated, you still need to wear a mask. Oh, wait a minute. You don't need to wear one, but unless you're with a certain group of people and then you need to wear one, even though you're, you know, now vaccinated. Now, no matter what, one shot, two shot, red shot, blue shot, you still need a mask? What a joke. What a clown. And the hypnotism and flip-flopping of the people continues. Steve Zee and the Truth Hurts Program. Every once in a while, you'll see gropey Joe Biden with a video 
of him standing over a grave at Arlington National Cemetery, making the very recognizable sign of the cross, which is what Catholics do. And gropey Joe Biden wants everyone to know that he is the first Catholic president since John F. Kennedy and that he is a practicing and devout Catholic. But the Roman Catholic Church, they don't like it. In the Holy Roman Catholic Church, my friends, the largest Christian religion on planet Earth, there are seven holy sacraments. Now, whether you are a practicing Catholic or not, the Catholic faith is the one faith that was actually ordained by Jesus Christ himself telling St. Peter upon his dying that Peter would be the rock of the church to follow, the foundation of the Christian faith, the first pope. Now you can shake your head and deny this all you wish, but that's as an ecumenical historical fact. And yes, there are multiple other Christian faiths, the others being Protestant, meaning protestant. They protested. They came about because people who steered away from the direct teachings of the Catholic faith decided they should start their own churches for this reason, that reason, or another reason. Now that being said, I'm not saying that Protestants are not Christians. That also being said, President Gropey Joe Biden claims to be a devout Catholic, a devoted Christian, a true follower and believer in Jesus Christ. But according to the Catholic faith, the Holy Roman Catholic Church, Joe simply doesn't cut it. He doesn't meet the standards of the church to receive Holy Communion, one of the seven sacraments of Catholicism. When U.S. Catholic bishops hold their next meeting this June, they will be deciding whether or not to send a tougher-than-ever message to President Gropey Joe Biden and other Catholic politicians. They're going to say, don't receive communion if you persist in the public advocacy of abortion rights. At issue is a document that will be prepared for the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops by its Committee on Doctrine, the purpose of which is to clarify the Church's stance on an issue that has repeatedly vexed bishops throughout the past several decades. It's taken on new urgency now in the eyes of many bishops because gropey Joe Biden is only the second Catholic president. He's the first to hold office while espousing clear-cut support, open calling for abortion rights, amongst other things that he supports that the Catholic Church frowns upon due to, oh, I don't know, that pesky document called the Bible. Such a stance by such a public figure is a grave moral evil, according to Archbishop Joseph Nauman of Kansas City, Kansas, who chairs the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops Committee on Pro-Life Activities. He believes it's necessary to publicly rebuke gropey Joe Biden on the issue. Nauman told the Associated Press, Because President Biden is Catholic, it presents a unique problem for us. It can create confusion. How can he say that he's a devout Catholic and he's doing these things that are contrary to the church's teaching? Very wise statement. Question, Mr. Nauman, Bishop Nauman. How can Gropey Joe claim to be a practicing devout Catholic which opposes abortion in every form and yet Gropey Joe Biden supports abortion, even late-term abortion, up to the moment of birth 
If a woman decides, nah, I don't want this kid. Go ahead, Doc. Poke a hole in the back of its skull and suck its brains out with a vacuum cleaner. And then crush its little bones. But don't mess with the organs because Planned Parenthood will sell those harvested organs. And don't lose the amniotic fluid either. We can use that in the collagen to make shampoo. Oh boy. The document by the U.S. Council of Catholic Bishops, if approved, would make it clear that the view that Biden and other public Catholic officials with similar viewpoints should not present themselves for communion is the right thing to do. In accordance with existing U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops policy, it would still leave decisions on withholding communion up to individual bishops. In Gropey Joe Biden's case, the top prelates of the jurisdictions where he frequently worships, Bishop W. Francis Maluli of Wilmington, Delaware, and Cardinal Wilton Gregory of Washington, D.C., have made it clear that Biden is welcome to receive communion at churches that they oversee. Kiss that ass, y'all! Two-thirds majority would be needed for this work to proceed, Nauman said, but even critics of the initiative, such as Bishop John Stowe of Lexington, Kentucky, predict the endeavor will win overwhelming approval. Stowe is among a relatively small group of U.S. bishops that worry that the Conference of Catholic Bishops' emphasis on abortion is undercutting Pope Francis's exhortations for the church to also stress such issues as climate change, immigration, and inequality. Stowe also worries that the U.S. bishops are missing a chance to find common ground with Biden on those other issues. Bishop Stowe, no offense intended, but you're an idiot. It's like saying, well, I have four children, and one of them is being bad, so I'm going to not focus on that. And instead, I'm going to only focus on the other three children who are being good in the hopes that the other child will step into line. The Vatican itself, the head of the Catholic Church, has not ruled on the specific matter of communion and politicians supporting abortion in a major teaching document. Though the Church's in-house canon law says people in a situation of persistent sin should not be allowed to receive communion. It has also issued guidance for the behavior of Catholics in political life, exhorting them to uphold principles consistent with church doctrine. Pope Benedict XVI told bishops in 2004 that priests must deny the sacrament if a politician goes to receive communion despite an obstinate persistence to manifest grave sin, including the sin of consistently campaigning for permissive abortion law. At that time, Pope Benedict wrote a confidential letter outlining the principles to U.S. bishops in response to their questions about then whether to deny communion to John Kerry, who was at the time Democrat nominee for president. The bishops ignored that Pope's advice and voted instead for the policy currently in place, allowing bishops to decide for themselves whether or not to withhold the sacrament of Holy Communion from serial sinners like John Kerry and gropey Joe Biden. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program.
Eat your Wheaties every day Then you will keep sin away Good morning, my bishops and my priests. We have decided that the president can get the communion now, even though he supported abortion, even though he supported gay marriage, even though he supported butt sex, even though he supported the murder of all those senior citizens in the nursing homes, even though he supported the illegal immigration, and the drug trafficking, and the human trafficking, and the rape, even though all of the other bad things that he support. But Bishop... The Pope Benedict XVI said we should not be giving the Holy Communion to any prominent figure that rejects the teachings of the Church, especially the abortion. Listen, Padre, I know you're trying to be a good little priest, but we got to function in this American political system. Otherwise, the politicians could make it very, very hard for us to function as a church. You see? So let the old guy just eat the wafer, okay? Let him eat the cookie. Yes, Bishop. Religion has always been a function of politics, and politics has always been a function of religion. But it is sacrilegious to me to watch a man who for 47 years openly supported all of the sins, like abortion and gay marriage and all of those others, openly supported those actions in Congress and now openly supports them as the president, standing before a priest and accepting the body of Christ in Holy Communion during his Sunday services. It's almost like he's doing it to put on a show, which is what most Democrats do anyway. Howdy friends, it's Joe Bob from Joe Bob's Friendly Used Car Emporium. If you're looking for a late model used car, truck, minivan, or SUV, we got the deal for you. Choose from our wide selection of rough and tumble gasoline and diesel-powered pickup trucks available in four-wheel drive for real men and burly lesbians and two-wheel drive for the ladies or those sissies that are hoping to become ladies. If you're hunting for a great deal on an SUV, we've got a bunch of real sport utility vehicles and a whole lot of imitations. If you're looking for horsepower, torque, speed, and durability, check out this one-owner Kingfish 350 diesel pickup truck with all the extras. And for you poofdas out there, you know who you are, you sissies. We got us a big old batch of Schluter Liberals and Shandu Democrats that were traded in within a week of purchase when the owners realized what they went across town and bought was not what was advertised. Hell, we give them folks such a low trade-in amount, we're embarrassed to mark them up here on the lot. So if you're looking for something cheap and energizer-powered, we have those too. No warranty, of course. Schluter and Shandu are not worth the paper they're printed on as far as warranties are concerned. And we're not what you call a green car dealership, if you know what I mean. Anyway, we've got them, and we want you to come take them off of our lot. That's Joe Bob's Friendly Used Car Emporium, located on the main drag between the former Biden campaign headquarters and the Acme Gun and Anvil shop. And finally today, Gropey Joe Biden's Department of Homeland Security announced two new initiatives today related to illegal immigration and the foreign invasion by illegal migrants. Operation Sentinel is now in effect to put sanctions like travel restrictions on smugglers who are helping migrants to illegally cross the southern border into the United States. According to the Daily Mail, this initiative comes in the midst of a massive migration crisis, which has seen a record number of encounters and apprehensions at the southern border under President Gropey Joe Biden. DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said of the new operation, 
transnational criminal organizations put profit over human life with devastating consequences. With the help of our federal and foreign partners, we aim to cut off access to that profit by denying these criminals the ability to engage in travel, trade, and finance in the United States. We intend to disrupt every facet of the logistical network that these organizations use to succeed. Well, it's about damn time. We've been calling this a humanitarian immigration crisis since you people took office over there in Democrat land. As part of the campaign, they promise now to give immigrants more rights. So Biden has ordered the border agents to stop border and immigration agencies from making arrests at courthouses. The new directive from Acting Director of Immigration and Customs Enforcement, Tay Johnson, and Acting CBP Commissioner Troy Miller says they now have been prevented from carrying out their duties near courthouses so that individuals may go and testify in cases without fear of being arrested due to their illegal status. <sighs> what is this world coming to? Let's just give them a pass. What if I am a wanted drug dealer, but I'm an American citizen? Will they still arrest me outside of a courthouse? You bet they will. Double standard? Of course. It's Democrats in control. Hey, that's going to do it for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go on out there and make it a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts Program Network. All rights reserved.